are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of podcasts. We're going to start today's show doing our season in review series, continuing the season in review series, and we are going to look at Brandon Ingram. What about the year that he just had? What's he need to do going into next season? We'll get into all of that. It's going to take two segments to do all of this. And then continuing the NBA playoff coverage that we have here um, brought to you by Michelob Ultra and the road to the finals. Of course, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So we'll talk about that coming up here in the third segment with the Mavericks getting bounced out. Weird stuff going on with the Portland Trailblazers and, and Jason Kidd. We'll get into, into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me Tuesday, 6 p.m. Central to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So season in review series here back on, and we are talking about the Pelicans' arguably most kind of important player, not most important, key player. That's really the great way to maybe kind of look at this. Brandon Ingram. Most important guy is obviously going to be Zion Williamson. He's going to be the focal point forever going forward as long as he's here. But the Pelicans really need Brandon Ingram to be that number two guy. And he's proven that I think that he can do that. I want to look at him offensively first because, honestly, I cannot say enough good things about what Brandon Ingram did offensively this past season. He put up the exact same numbers as the year before. Last season... 23.8 points per game. This season, 23.8 points per game. Last season, shot 46.3% from the field. This season, 46.6% from the field. 17.7 shots per game last season, 18 this season. 6.23s last season, 6.13s this year. He shot 39% last season, 38% this season. He averaged the same, basically the same amount of free throws, shot those about the exact same. He averaged about a rebound more last season than he did this year, but he averaged half an assist more this season than he did last year. Basically the same turnovers. All of the numbers are the same for the most part. And he was an all-star last year. So he put up all-star numbers again this season. But here's the thing that makes it so impressive to me. He did this in a dramatically different offensive role. Last season, he put up all of those numbers for the most part without Zion Williamson out there on the court because Zion didn't play nearly as much as he played last season. Uh, see, or he played way fewer last season than he did this year. It forced Brandon Ingram to have to adapt his game, change his game from the all-star year that he had the season before. To do that and to put up the exact same numbers is unbelievably impressive. And all the credit in the world to him. I don't really have any complaints about his offensive game for the most part. We can nitpick. We'll probably do that here. But he was great. And he had to do this with a significantly different shot chart. And you can look at it one of two ways. Okay. So last year, he got to the rim 25% of the time. This year, or in terms of shooting, half of it, or 25% of his field goals attempted were at the rim. This year, 
it was just 14.5%. That's a big, big drop, about a 10% drop right there. And he still managed to put up the same numbers. His mid-range game, that 10 to 16 foot that you don't really want people taking, that 16 to 3 point range that you don't really want people taking, went up significantly. He shot about 6% more in 10 to 16 feet, and from 16 feet to 3 feet, about 7% more. So that's about 13% of his shots coming from an overall inefficient area that you don't want. So his shot chart technically got worse, and he still put up the same numbers, and he did that over the course of a season, and it's basically a large enough sample size for us to trust this. You could look at this and go, well, if he reverts to the mean, it's going to be bad, except I don't think that's his mean. I think his mean is higher. He's a good shooter from those areas. And I think that's worth keeping in mind. From 16 feet to the three-point line, he shot 51%. That's excellent. When he was 10 to 16 feet, he shot 45%. That's still a pretty good number. He's a really good mid-range shooter, mid-range sniper. And if he has that shot, I trust him to take it, even if analytics tell us that's not really what you want to be taken. But in Brandon Ingram's case, it's a good shot. So, all said, what kind of needs to change? What needs to change offensively is at least not really his fault. The reason that he didn't shoot as much at the rim is because the spacing was bad for him. When we talk about spacing on this Pelicans team and it being a bad thing, I don't think it matters for Zion, and I've explained that at length why. You're never going to space the court enough for Zion because he's such a threat at the, teams that, uh, at the rim that teams will sell out to stop him. But it does impact Brandon Ingram. Having Steven Adams out there and Zion out there, plus other non-shooters, and they're doubling down in the paint to take away Zion, well, it means Brandon Ingram can't drive into the paint and try and score. That's why his shot chart changed, because there was no room for him to go. It definitely impacts him. It's okay, though, because he's proven that he can take that. Now, I don't know if that's going to change much. So if the Pelicans don't add more shooters, they keep another center out there, this might be the norm for Brandon Ingram, and he'll have to accept that. And I think it's fine because he proved that he can score about 24 points per game during it. But if they open up the floor more, and they do put more shooters, and they play Zion at the five or have a, a stretch big that's out there on the perimeter that actually pulls a defender out, things open up more for him, and he should be able to go beyond the 24 points per game. And he should be able to really explode and impress us on that side of the ball, even more so than he already does where he looks good. And we saw him. He had a couple of really big games, season high of 36 points against the Lakers in a big win right there. He put up 34 against the Washington Wizards, 34 against the Sacramento Kings, where he also chipped in six rebounds and seven assists. He still has that point forwardness to him along with Zion and maybe a third ball handler. And you've got kind of all the ball handling that you need right there. And oh yeah, don't forget about opening night when he ch uh, chipped in 11 assists against the Toronto Raptors in a big win for New Orleans. Offensively, he's great. He's outstanding. If they space the court even better, it's only going to improve his offensive game more and make him more of a threat, which eases the burden on Zion Williamson. So while the spacing isn't directly for Zion and it's more important for B.I., Zion still reaps the benefits. So if they're able to add more shooting, I'm excited about what the two between or what Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson are able to accomplish between the two of them. 
So before we get to more on Brandon Ingram, his defense, and what the future might hold for him, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Indeed.com. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post-screen and interview, all on Indeed.com. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. And with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%, you can choose from more than 130 skills tests that add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hiring than all other job sites combined. So if you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? I just got the Cricket Cookie Bar, which is basically Thin Mints in protein bar form. It's absolutely delicious. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about which ones they love the most. And if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. It's coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. They have something for everyone, but you've really just got to keep an eye on the website when they have these limited time flavors flavors. The churro flavor was really good. The mint brownie is also delicious. When that one comes up, you just got to buy it immediately. It's that good. I would eat one of these things instead of a candy bar every single time. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. You're not even going to realize you're eating something that is good for you. And if you just want to try them all, you can do that with a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories, plus just four grams sugar and only four grams nut carbs. So not only are they the best tasting protein bars out there, they're basically the best ones for you. Go look at the calorie count on other protein bars. They get 200, 300. You don't need that. You're wasting the cardio that you just did. Go for the ones with 130 calories or just 180 calories. Built Bar is the way to go. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, continuing the season in review when it comes to Brandon Ingram. So we just talked about what he's capable of doing offensively, how he can maybe grow a little bit more, mainly if the Pelicans make his life easier more than anything else. But what about the other side of the ball? Because that's where you also need to have proper context around his season. Defensively, an area the Pelicans really wanted to improve upon this year and didn't not even kind of close they finished with the 22nd worst defense according to basketball dash reference in the league we know this we saw them they were bad on that side of the ball and you know what Brandon Ingram was not good defensively whatsoever Every, everyone was bad right like everyone was bad defensively for the most part Didi was cool but Brandon Ingram as one of the leaders of the team cannot continue to be that lackadaisical defensively as we saw him this year at times looking like he just didn't care out there this is an area he he has to improve upon he has to improve upon otherwise you'll see people throw his name into trades with Dame, for Damian Lillard and other players you don't want that right you don't want to be including this guy in trades that's kind of not a great thing to see even if you should be doing it 
you'd rather not that that not be the case. But it's not going to be the case only if he gets better on defense and shows more leadership. Those things kind of go hand in hand. You know, accountability is something we talked about a lot. You saw Stan Van Gunny try to hold them accountable by calling Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson out a lot in the media, something that maybe B.I. didn't like like a ton of because you kind of could tell there's some stuff going on with him and Stan Van Gundy, just maybe. And so when you see that, look, Stan Van Gundy calling him out, not wrong. You know, no one else is going to defend hard. No one else is going to, you know, you're not going to inspire your, your teammates to defend better unless you're doing it yourself. You've got to be a leader, and it starts with committing on the defensive side of the ball. He's not the fastest guy out there. He's definitely not the strongest guy out there. He needs to use his length and just make smart basketball plays if he wants to improve as a defender. That requires kind of committing on that side of the ball because you just can't do it with your athleticism like some others can. That's not an easy thing to get a guy to flip that switch mentally, right? Like this will be his sixth year in the league. Maybe he makes a jump defensively. He could do it. He's still young, of course, but usually you just kind of have that mentality or you don't. And it's not like in your sixth year, there's excuses of youth or anything like that. At this point, it's do it or you're not going to do it, I think, for a lot of people. And that's kind of what we're looking at with Brandon Ingram. Too many times he wasn't paying attention off ball and backdoor cutters just came by. Too many times he was off ball and could have maybe helped a little bit more, but just decided not to because, eh, why? It's 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 effort, right? That's a big problem. Other players see this and it's like, well, if he's not trying, why should I? And the Pelicans tried to hide that a little bit. They brought in a guy like Steven Adams who's supposed to kind of organize the defense a little bit more. Toughness, maybe offer you some rim protection even if it doesn't, you know, uh, was, has always been a little bit overblown with that. And they, it didn't work. You know, those veteran guys who are supposed to kind of pick up the slack for Brandon Ingram, it didn't work because they're role players. You need your star guys, the guys who should be the leaders of the team. Brandon Ingram and Zion to do it. The thing is, this was Zion's second year in the league. We want to see him take a step up in his third year. This was Brandon Ingram's fifth. There's fewer excuses for it. Youth isn't an excuse for him anymore. And we saw him fail on that side of the ball and in that leadership category. It's not great. And if this team wants to be a playoff team, a title contender, he's going to have to commit on that side of the ball. And I do have questions about that, if he's going to be capable of doing that. And if as long as he doesn't, you'll see fans upset with him and his name thrown into trade rumors and things like that. Because if he can, you, you can get guys that can give you what he does offensively, even if he's very special and has proven to be a complimentary player next to Zion, you, you got to play defense. Like You've just got to play defense. I don't know how else to say it. And it's up to him if he actually wants to do that. And this year... This year, you're going to really know who he is. Does he commit on that side of the ball, particularly after his coach calling him out on it, or does he not? And if he doesn't, you know who he is as a player. And that jeopardizes his future, or clouds his future, I think, with the New Orleans Pelicans because of those reasons. It's a weird spot to be in with a guy who's supposed to be your second best player. So he's got to, got to get better on that side of the ball going into next year if the Pelicans really want to make some noise in the postseason. 
So we'll get into our continued playoff coverage here. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action over at BetOnline. Plus, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for any sport you want, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA and boxing action if you wanted to get in on last night's uh, big matchups or celebrity matchups like you I guess you could call them you could have done it over at betonline.ag so before the next pitch head over to betonline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great news sign up bonuses and contest information to help you win even more money you don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the playoffs as we're into the second round officially now so head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on with your first deposit free money just for putting money in there it's already like you want to bet over at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts all right wrapping up today's episode of locked on pelicans with the road to the finals our playoff coverage it's brought to you by Michelob Ultra. it's only worth it if you enjoyed it at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season i was really excited for game seven between the mavericks and the clippers clippers kind of showing i don't know a little bit of grit a little bit of like fortitude there right Stepping up, kind of digging deep down, a team that we weren't sure was capable of doing that, but doing that and then kind of handling, at least in the second half, the Dallas Mavericks and getting into the next round of the playoffs, not getting upset in the first round. That was big for them and for the Mavs. Makes you wonder about this roster around Luka Doncic a little bit. We've been there personally with Anthony Davis and hopefully can avoid this with Zion Williamson, but he was great. Rest of the roster, not so much. And it makes you kind of wonder about them. Do they really need to shake it up? But it doesn't sound like they're going to be shaking up the head coach there. As Mark Cuban, after the game, said he doesn't plan on changing uh, the head coach and plans on retaining, at least right now, who knows. Rick Carlisle doesn't think that the grass is always greener when it comes to that sort of thing. Also, Rick Carlisle is one of the top coaches in the league. I wouldn't be getting rid of him. Um, But they need to do some soul searching there about what they need to put around Luke Dodgers. He needs to look at himself a little bit defensively. That's been a big issue with him, but he certainly gives them everything else they need. More I don't know what you'd call it around the Portland Trail Blazers. We- weirdness? Smoke? I'm, I'm not quite sure. They fired Terry Stotts, as was expected, right? They fired their head coach. They were going to do that after flaming out of the playoffs in the first round yet again. They needed to do that. And now it comes to what do they do with the roster? But before all of that, they do need to hire a head coach, and that's where things get kind of weird. You heard Jason Kidd's name immediately linked to this, and then Damian Lillard even came out and said, I want Jason Kidd to be the next head coach. That's, that's a weird thing. And then Jason Kidd came out and said, I don't actually want to be considered for that head coaching job. Okay, there's a lot to kind of think about with that. One, his name was linked to that because his agent links his name to every single opening out there. And then usually when it looks like he's not going to get hired or even get an interview, they kind of back him out of that to kind of save some face. Oh, he was linked to this job. They wanted to hire him, but he just didn't want to do it. Looks good for Jason Kidd. Wouldn't look good if he actually wasn't interviewed and was like, but I wanted the job, right? This is one of those things like, you can't fire me because I quit. You can't not hire me for this job because I don't want your job, even though you secretly want the job. It's kind of one of those things just to save face a little bit. But how does this work now when Damian Lillard, way too early on this, came out and said, I want Jason Kidd. And now Jason Kidd's like, no, I'm not going to go there. That's going to, so they're going to hire not his preferred candidate, which I, look, they shouldn't have hired Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd should not be, and let me state this unequivocally, Jason Kidd should not be a head coach in the NBA. 
uh, he probably shouldn't be an assistant, but he is, and it's fine. There's domestic violence charges. There's driving under the influence charges. A whole bunch of stuff there, let alone he's not a good head coach when he was a head coach. All of that stuff shouldn't be a head coach in the league. Um, but what does Damian Lillard think of this? And does this change his commitment to the team? And that's kind of what I wonder. We're going to be really keeping an eye on Damian Lillard, the trade market here for him. I think other teams, if you don't include Brandon Ingram, can make a better trade or make a better offer. But if you do include Brandon Ingram, you know, the deal for Damian Lillard here in New Orleans might actually look the best. Something to keep an eye on, something to think about. Let me ask you this way, too, and we'll probably talk about it in the live locker room chat tomorrow. Would you include Brandon Ingram in a Damian Lillard trade? And I think that's where we should end today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. So thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.